This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork, a very special episode of Hashtag Dork, as Ryan Davey is in studio. How's this for audio, sons of bitches? Really strong. Really yeah. strong. You sound great. I sound a little bit different, even in my own headphones. I know I sound a little bit different now. This is exciting, though. And also, Uncle Buck is here. Uncle Buck, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm great. I feel like that episode of Seinfeld, where it was like, remember the episode where George sees the guy Jerry hangs out with during the summer? And he's yeah. like, oh, the winter me, the summer yeah. me. Son of a <laughs> But that, that guy was only in one episode. So. Was that Fragile Frankie Merman? That might have been. That might have been yeah. Fragile Frankie Merman. But the three of us are in studio, very excited to, uh, and this one we actually put to a Twitter poll. It was a Twitter vote. We don't normally do that. Uh, Stephen King movies or non-Marvel DC comic book films, which is also kind of a wordy title. Maybe that that's why it lost. Independent comic book movie. Yes. Films. <laughs> that have, that that's not much made. better. <laughs> I don't know. That it's going to be a tough title no matter what, but Stephen King movies has won, and we're doing this in part because The Dark Tower is out, and people are loving it. Not no, true. Not, not no, true. No. Not true really at get all. Really killed. Getting smoked. 19%, or what you said 17%. Last I checked, it was uh, maybe it's gone up. On Rotten Tomatoes. On Rotten Tomatoes. It it's does not getting doing well. crushed. Also, the It trailer was out, I think, last week or so, so there's some Stephen King things in the news so that's why we're going to get into best worst our favorites connections people like shared universes guys i like shared universes can i tell you an can i tell you an anecdote i didn't love an anecdote you before the show so um as you know richard one of my jobs in college was working at the new hampshire toll booth the great state of new hampshire despite what anyone in the media has been saying i remember um the great state yeah i, I worked at the toll booth and there was a you night, gave me a bunch of tokens one time a lot of tokens yeah and very uh, nice. we'll get into that uh, off air because i don't think i can talk about that right now yeah true um but there was a night where I was doing the overnight shift, so it was midnight to eight, and I was working in a toll booth. And like you remember the New Hampshire toll booths when they were actually toll booths, they were pretty wide to get trucks in there. So yeah, one yeah. night, I'm sitting in there. I'm the only one out there, and this green mid '90s Ford Taurus wagon pulls so far to the right that the driver actually had to get out of the car and walk towards me to pay. For his four his rolls of tokens. Cents. No, he paid. Oh, he had four more rolls yeah, of tokens. Right, right. And gave me gave me a twenty dollar bill, and it was Stephen King. Son wow. of a bitch. Stephen King drove like this old. Was you know he, that was he creepy? Kind of. Yes. The way he he like wouldn't make eye contact and was kind of like squirrely and like I had to like look at like I had to like look at him twice. But I'm like, and I ran in on my break. I'm like, oh my god, Stephen King came through my booth. They're like, yeah, he comes through all the time. And they're like, <laughs> they're like they're you know, he's from New England. Did right? he walk? Did he walk towards? Did he walk <laughs> What's towards he doing the booth? Here? Yeah. They're like, did he actually walk towards you? Like, not hand. They're like, yeah, it was weird. And like, no, that's fine. He does that. My, uh, not to be a, a one ups man. Oh, but you are. But uh, we had a, a super substitute teacher in middle school, like a super sub. You know, like the lady who like wasn't full time, but she was there every single day. Like she yeah. was filling in for science, for Spanish. She didn't speak any Spanish, but she would fill in for Spanish. She'd fill in for everywhere. Her husband was from 
uh, Maine and, and grew up down the street from Stephen King. And she said, this is no surprise at all, but she said during Halloween, it was fucking nuts like it would be banana they would go up there it was like everything was was decked out you'd have the music going and it was just a, a horror show every time you'd go to trick-or-treating at stephen king wow he really played it up he would do it he would do his thing he I probably had props he, he probably had all kinds of stuff seems like the kind of guy that would like be the guy that turns his lights off so nobody comes yeah. there He's yeah like, like don't no, come to my house i don't yeah. like it um are you guys ready for uh, the the first segment of the program i am We only got a few things because this is going to be a very lengthy episode because Stephen King has inspired just about 100 movies. Actually, maybe more than 100 movies, so we're going to get to those. Speaking of movies, though, Glass is going to begin shooting next month. That is the sequel, if you will, to Unbreakable. It is also, as we know, in the Split universe, speaking of shared universes. The movie will be out January of 2019. Are you guys excited for Glass? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because this is one of the only times, if you look at movie history, and Samuel L. Jackson playing villains, I think this is one of the only times he got it right yeah, as playing really a villain. Good. Yeah, he was really good. He's not, a, he's not a fucking good villain. If, you, <laughs> if you've seen Miss Peregrine's Home for uh, Unusual, whatever the hell it's called, that movie stunk. Um, Jumper was another one. Jumper he was bad. That was bad. Anytime he dyes his hair like a weird color. He was good in Kingsman, though, and his hair was kind of... But with the, li- with the lisp, though... Why did he... I, so I recently saw Kingsman. People Thank God. Me. I finally Thank saw Thank God. It. Why did he choose to sound like Mike Tyson. I don't know. It was great, though. It sounded like Mike Tyson. Yeah, it was like the two of them have been merged. It was a Mike Tyson. Are you in on glass? No. No, not at (laughs) all. And and here's why. I loved Unbreakable, and I felt like everything that had to be said was said in Unbreakable. I don't... Most of these prequel movies where they try and explain why the guy's a dick, they they summed it up really nice in the movie, and there was a great twist to that movie. I just don't see it. I mean, you know. But what about it being in the split universe? There could be some sort of crossover there. If they... Yeah. I mean, listen, Uh, it it could be. It could be. I'm just not... My hopes aren't. You're not all jazzed up about it. I, I think I think Shyamalan's on a bit of a hot streak right now. He is. Yes, that's true. Other than Tales from the Crypt being well, sacked before it even got off the ground, we, but we didn't get a chance to see that one, yeah. did we? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Now, speaking of uh, sequels, Super Troopers Two finished its post production, and apparently they're uh, awaiting their release date. They don't know when it's going to be out. This is one of those times where every time there's a comedy that you love, the sequel eventually comes out. And you think it's going to be good, or you're hoping that it's going to be good, and it's usually trash. Comedy sequels normally are not good to begin with. No. Comedy sequels that take this long for the second one to come out with are almost guaranteed garbage. Even worse. And I think, again, like you like you just touched on, I think enough time has passed with this where people have kind of moved on. <laughs> um, you think? Which is sad, but like, no, because I remember, again, I was a, uh, before I... Um, before I chose my career path, which I'm not going to mention, by saying I'm not going to mention it, did, that, that did I just mention it? Everybody drank. Davey was a classicist. I was a double major in criminal justice and <laughs> physics. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I very helpful. That's I, a lot. Yeah. Of, that's a lot of work. Yeah. I wanted to do ballistics. Like that was my thing. Right. And then um, it didn't pan out. You had a lot of different jobs. If we're going to a lot of different jobs, the, yeah. uh, that's the, an episode the right there. A lot of different jobs. At one point, you were going to be a dentist. Yep. The, you were going to be, uh, was it like a bounty hunter or something? You, were gonna, there, you had something else up here. Uh, like a private a, investigator. A private I'm investigator. I'm a PI, yeah. Uh, you yep. know, and then, then there are others as well. There are others but, as well. Maybe, again, for another time. Riflery instructor, archery. I ran an archery range for a little bit. So I have a question. How does yeah. this relate to Super Troopers 2? Um, I was a criminal justice major and thinking that, like, yes, this is the reason I want to be a cop because I can do stuff like this. <laughs> like, I thought Vermont that in my, yeah, in my 20-year-old mind, I'm yeah. like, this is hilarious. And then... Uh, no, I don't think it's no. funny anymore. I do like 
Rod Farva is such a great character that that might work. Hopefully, no. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, that's how how. But the problem is, I mean, like, what's the best comedy sequel? We've brought this up before. I know what you're going to say immediately. I know what you're going to say. You think I? I probably will say Ace Ventura too. Yeah, when nature calls. That's exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> Very good. Next Friday, you know that I like. Next Friday, I know that. I mean, Day 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 is awesome. Day Day makes that movie. If Day Day's not, if Mike Epps isn't in that movie, that movie well, yeah. stinks. But think about it. They took Chris Tucker out, who right. was great in the first one. I think Chris then, Tucker took himself out. Yeah, he that. probably did. That's yeah. true. But do you have a? Is there a, a comedy? I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like Peter Sellers and the Pink Panther series, so those always got better. Yes, that's but a good like point. more Agreed. recently, they it becomes more difficult. They did a nice job with Naked Gun two and a half. Yep, good point. That was pretty good. That's the, third, good the third one was not great, but but I still haven't seen Anchorman two. I probably should. It got terrible uh, reviews, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, they had it had its moments. Right. Uh, they were they were toying. They were going to make it a musical, yeah. which was really weird. I remember hearing that when it was in like pre production, like it's going to be a musical. I'm like, no. No. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. But so Super Troopers 2. Uh, Neighbors we'll 2 was it. pretty good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Neighbors I, I saw was good. bits and pieces of that. Neighbors yeah. 2 wasn't bad. We're probably missing one or two. But, yeah, it's like Hangover 2 was really bad. Oh, Obviously, bad. Dumb and Dumber 2 was historically bad. It's it's not. Caddy, Air, Airplane Caddyshack 2 was terrible. Airplane 2. Caddyshack 2. Shatner in the spaceship. Yeah. Oh, God. Caddyshack 2. So, but it's so bad now that it's Maybe awesome. Maybe it's then become good. Yeah. Yeah, so good luck to Super Troopers 2. Other movie news, Jessica Chastain has been cast in X-Men Dark Phoenix. They don't know who she's going to play. It sounds like it's going to be a villain, and it potentially could be Princess Majestrix Lilandra Neramani. I just wanted to hear you try to pronounce that. <laughs> I'm never going to say that again. That might not yeah. even be who she is. It sounds like one of the guys in those uh, that got drafted in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, draft, exactly. or like, you know, yeah. Come on up. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I love the X-Men, but Apocalypse was bad. And Dark Phoenix, I have very low hope, low expectations. Only for. because it's gonna. That's um, we'll, we'll call it Dark Tower disease, where it's so so much source material that how do you whittle that down to two hours? Well, they, they keep forcing. They're like, we're gonna do, we're gonna do the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah, we tried it in X Men: The Last Stand. We tried it again in one of the other reboots of X Men, and we're gonna do it again here. It's like you you've missed it. It's yeah. it's not it's not working. Well, what sucks is that the Claremont uh, Brian. A run of that of X Men is the pinnacles, you know. Exactly, that's the run. But this character specifically, uh, <laughs> she had like she has like this triangle hairdo, right? And the only thing I remember from reading right. that that series was that basically Charles Xavier becomes completely pussy whipped by this woman, right? And it's just Correct. like so. It's like you have, you had that buddy that was like you know Mister I want to go out all, every Saturday night all stuff, and then gets the girlfriend who becomes crazy pussy whipped, and it just ruins. So you just look at Charles differently after this. So right. I, I don't know how they're gonna do this. Yeah, that was this. me. So kiss. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> hey, it happens to to most. I, yeah, I, it I, does. I would suppose, but. Jessica Chastain, again, they get great actors and actresses to be in these X-Men movies. It's just, unfortunately, they've been pretty bad. At least the last one was really bad. Uh, Game of Thrones, episode four, will be out. We're recording this a little early, so we haven't seen it just yet. But I assume we're going to be doing a video recap, so you can check the YouTube, youtube.com slash dorkpodcast as Game of Thrones rolls on in season seven. And it's, it has already been released, by the way, with the HBO hack. Have you oh, heard about that? Yeah. Good point. Technically, it's already been. I won't watch it. Though. I didn't watch. I refuse. I won't do it. I'm not going to do that. No. Nope. You guys have anything else to add, or should we get to the next portion of the program? Well, the White Walkers just get there already. Those are the slowest motherfuckers. I Winter's swear on the way. Well, so, they, yeah. I've been they started walking first. in the first scene of episode one. Yeah. yeah. The pilot episode. That was the first <laughs> thing you saw was a White mm-hmm. Walker. It's a bit of a delay well one of the things i saw and this is actually pretty sweet is they if you look at the map when they do the thing like there's usually the 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 wall there's like two c's on either side yeah and the right side 
is when you look at it, it's frozen over. Oh. So it's people saying oh. that's a hit. They're like they're it. waiting for them to get to the wall, but they're actually going around. So okay. they're actually coming quicker than they you think they are. It's, they're it never going like to hit. Still been a while. I mean, it's been a while. Denarius and <laughs> just call for John Snow, hey, and a half an hour later they're like, together. What's up? They don't call them the right <laughs> the white runners. They're the yeah. white walkers. No, that's a very good point. You know but what I'm saying? Did either of you guys notice the last episode where like? Uh, I was sitting there watching it with my wife, and I'm just like, why don't they just take those dragons and send them and just blow them all away in like a half an hour? Yeah. And she's like, well, well, wait a minute. So I'm getting a little nervous that it's not the original material. That, 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 that These guys are writing this on, on the fly. I'm with you. Last season, I didn't really have that feeling. This season, I am. I'm like, they are just really speeding everything up. Yeah. But still watching it every Except week. Except for the White Walkers. Except for the Except White Walkers. They're slowing them down. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not really, I don't really get it. It's time for Davey's video game in it. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, David, what do you got? I got a lot this week, and this is kind of a sneaky week um, for video game releases. You think like the first week in August like wouldn't be a major market thing, right. but there are uh, PlayStation tweeted out uh, there are four, and these are not just PlayStation exclusive games, but um, Hellblade, which is something that you've we've seen a little bit of. Um, it had a really impressive trailer at E3. Uh, kind of a role playing game uh, with kind of like a demonic twist, so I'm kind of I'm kind of excited about that. Um, uh-huh. That would might be the sleeper of this week, um, but other there's three major titles coming out this week. One of them is uh, Cliff Blazinski's new game, Cliff Blazinski, who made uh, Gears of War, right. Bullet Storm, like those games, uh, has a game called Lawbreakers, which is coming out, mm. which is supposed to be kind of um, more multiplayer, I think, than story driven. Um, but the law they are breaking is gravity. Oh, so hey there's a lot of flying around. There's in a lot space. of like breaking the law. It's, it's kind of like a sci- yeah, kind of like a sci-fi kind of thing. <laughs> okay, uh, but a shooter, like a first-person shooter, I like that. Um, but he, a lot <laughs> of people give him a hard the, time. The law is gravity. Yeah, the law Wait, they're what? breaking is gravity. It's if you like... watch any of the any of the things, the law they're breaking is gravity. <laughs> you know, and like the and movie there might Jumper, be some... the second time we've mentioned that right, movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, the other thing, Richard, you might be very excited about What's the that? Mega Mega Man Legacy Collection Two. Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in. You're in that. Well, here's the problem with Mega Man. I love Mega Man. I love. I think Mega Man Two. I'm yeah. not sure if I love any of the other Mega Man. The Mega Man X series were. I thought those were really good. Okay. When you can get like, all like the power ups and stuff yeah, and right. Zero with the, the you know the red Mega Man with the the blonde ponytail. Yeah, and okay, the dog yeah, yeah, that yeah. would fly you around, yeah, like, like the that. Mega Man. I, I like, I like, I like that. A good dog, sure. You like that. Sure. So that's coming out this week. And Richard, you're going to be very excited. The Telltale Batman series. Yes, I've seen the trailer. The season two is coming it out this great. week. Yes, I remember so, that as well. And I will tell you right now, as a video game fan, the, the season pass of that is worth it because I think they're all like twenty bucks each. Yeah, but you can get it for like twenty five right? bucks. Yeah, yeah. The whole schmear. <laughs> so I would say, you know, do do that. Um, those are really. I don't think I've never played a bad Telltale game. Uh, the Borderlands one I've played, kind of boring. Kind of boring, but like Tales from the Borderlands, it yeah. was okay. But, but it was free. I remember when we got it, it was free. It was for sure free. Yeah. So, so It was worth every penny. Exactly. Are you guys ready for the topic du jour? What's that, Rich? Well, that would be the uh, the topic of the day. That seems a little bit more forced yeah. live. <laughs> like doing it, like staring at you no, as I, I do know. it, that seemed a little bit more forced. We could drop it. Let's try that. No, we're not going to we do can, that. We can clear it all out in post. We've That's come too far. Do. Stephen King movies, there are a lot of them. We're going to go in order in which they've come out, and we're going to talk as little or as a lot about each one, depending on how much we enjoy it. Then at the end, we'll do our top five inspired Stephen King movies. Again, Dark Tower is out right now. It's getting crushed. And uh, so let's go back to the beginning where he had some really good ones. Let's start the first movie ever based off of a Stephen King novel, 1976, Carrie. And let me tell you this about Carrie. 
I before I saw the movie Carrie as a as a youngster, I had listened to the Adam Sandler CD. They're all gonna laugh at you, and so <laughs> yeah. Carrie wasn't as you didn't scary. Know that was, that, I didn't that know was, what it was what from. It was from. I had yeah. no idea it was from. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was a, a, a crazy mother, and so I'm watching. Carrie, which is supposed to be a scary movie, it is a scary movie. But I see the mother who is who is pretty terrifying in it. But she's selling Carrie. No, they're all gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna laugh at you. She's like, I just, I, I just want to go to school. I just want to, you know, yeah. I want to pack my bag. No. <laughs> so I was like, I was kind of like humored by it. Similar to we'll get to on The Shining. I saw the Simpsons version of The Shining before I saw the movie The Shining. The Shining and so yeah. it takes some, it the takes sh- some of the sting away a little bit. Yeah. But Carrie's an all time classic. It, it, it is once you once you become again. I was like you. I had no idea. The name of that Sandler album was "They're All Gonna Laugh at You." Exactly, that was his first one. And I remember listening to that and like not getting it. Like this isn't like there. I'm. It's not, none of it's funny now. I don't know if you've listened to that album in some time, but <laughs> no, none of that's funny. You. Yes, it is. You're just mad because a former tool bo- toll booth, uh, toll booth really? worker. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> toll booth was hilarious. Uh, toll booth yeah, was that, great, yeah, that was funny. At until, a medium pace. That, see, that's where it lost Pizza me. Pizza shit Come on. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Too. I like. I like at a medium pace. It's a very funny song. No, no. But that, that that does take away from the movie Carrie. But a little it was, bit. It was inspired by it. It was great. I mean, you get John Travolta in this movie. Yep. You know, 70s William Travolta. Cat? William Cat. Greatest American hero? Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on. That's his yeah. only other vehicle. It's, it's a all-time kind of high school movie, too. Like, it's a, it combines, like, high school and the Bullying, dynamics the there. Thing, yeah. The prom. The pig blood thing, which has been done so many times in so many movies. It's been ripped mm. off time and time again. But you also have... A little bit of a, a supernatural element too, uh, sort of what Carrie's abilities actually are. Yeah, I, I think uh, with the '76 Carrie, especially, it, it's I look at it still more of as a De Palma movie than yeah. uh, than necessarily Stephen King. Like I, sure. I, I think more De Palma as soon as I think about it. Yeah, but um, yeah, Sissy's basic being so like little and frail. I she mean, was tiny in that then, scene. The first scene, like oh right away God, in the yeah. shower, yeah. you're like, we are in for quite a ride. Yeah, it's all bony but then, and but then you have the hot Nancy Allen and PJ Souls from Stripes. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PJ yep. Souls has uh, quite a. Uh, Horror kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if she's Halloween, a scream yeah. queen necessarily, but she'd probably be be in the mix. Yeah, but Carrie's already like right away one of the best Stephen King inspired movies. I would have to say, like it, it was a very successful book, and the movie is still, I think, regarded as one of the best works that he's that he's inspired. Absolutely, I think when you're looking at these, when we're, I'm sitting in front of a list right now, it's that's insane. like it's. You don't think there's this many Stephen King based movies? Yeah, I couldn't but it's it either, it's yeah. ridiculous, and I, I would say. Two out of the first three, maybe three out of the first four he did are some of the best stuff. Yeah, it started out pretty early on. Now, he the book he wrote was in 1974, and they came out in 1976. So it was a quick turnaround. They're like, quick. oh, this is going to be a good movie, and it was. And it probably led to so many more. Didn't it also seem odd, though, that this is the only one from the 70s? Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he makes like 40 movies in the 80s, 40 movies in the yeah. 90s. He only makes one in the 70s. At the end of the 70s, they threw Salem's Lot at you. Salem's Lot was like that miniseries, a TV-type yeah. thing. I don't know. Vampires. No, there was, there was one. I remember this because this kind of fucked me up as a little kid. Like, I had an older brother. And like the, who we were roughly the same age. Remember that scene in Salem's Lot where like the brother, little brothers, like or the older brothers, like tapping on the window, and right, they like yeah. to like get like his brother to like let him in. Like that that scary. scene was scary as shit. There for, was like be a little kid. There was some scary stuff. I didn't see Salem's Lot till way after the fact though. Like I went like going back to watch some of the old Stephen King stuff. That wasn't really my favorite, but it was sort of his take on on vampires and things. Nineteen eighty, of course, is The Shining. 
which may be the greatest horror movie of all time, but kind of famously, Stephen King doesn't love this version of it. And they no. later remade it doesn't with the guy it. from Wings. Doesn't love it. He hates it. He hates the movie. He absolutely he hates, hates it. it. He, he, st- he has a great story where Kubrick used to call him at odd hours. Yeah. And I guess one time he called him and he was just like, I woke him up and he's like, you know, I just love this because your story is so positive. He's like, positive? He's like, yeah, it just shows that there's something after life. You know, he, you know, it's something to be look forward to. He's like, this guy's nuts. And he's calling him, con- yeah, he hated it. He absolutely and, and hated And, like, it. there was that story, too, where, like, they hate, Kubrick and King hated each other. So much so that, like, in the first scene of The Shining, and this is in that, what's that documentary they made? Um, oh, Room 237. Yeah, yeah, so really they, good, yeah. they talk about it, how Stephen King, like, famously drove, like, this, like, yellow beetle like this Volkswagen oh, yeah, yeah. beetle and the the car crash they pass there's right. like a yellow Volkswagen beetle that's like flipped oh, over that people are dead funny. like that's so that's like it's and again when you were talking about De Palma and Carrie I feel like this is more of a this Kubrick. Is a Kubrick absolutely. oh this is 100 percent as a Kubrick but it, at least it's the characters made by Stephen King yeah. and the other thing that I've heard about it is he didn't like King didn't like the casting of Jack Nicholson which is one of the greatest performances I think the Jack Torrance character is awesome but what he didn't like about it was I guess in the book, the idea is the guy is supposed to be very unassuming and almost very nice. You look at him, you're like, what a, what a nice guy. So then the change later in the movie is so drastic. Right. Whereas the first time you see Jack Nicholson in this movie, you're like, that guy's Nicholson. probably crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Jack- I bet that guy goes nuts. Yeah. Right, he didn't like that. And then they redid it. Uh, it was like a TV version. And I don't know, maybe it was more to his liking. But this movie was, was awesome. I always consider it one of the best horror movies. We're going to do that, by the way. The top 50 We're gonna do horror that. movies. The three of us. Mm-hmm are going to somehow come up with the top 50 horror movies in October. And this, I can tell you, is clearly in my, my top five. I think it's, it has to be in anyone's top five, really, right? I would think because top, it's a good Without mo- a doubt, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's top five scariest and it's top five best. But and it's like also they top five rewatchable, especially yeah, when you too. see a documentary and you see how many things that, even how many you times you've already everything. seen it, yeah. you, you didn't pick up. Like the whole thing in Room 230, when they did the thing with the layout, like the room that shouldn't exist. Right. Yeah, like and it's got that so glowing light from yeah, behind it. Yeah. It's so crazy. And it also goes into my moon landing hoax theory because <laughs> yeah. uh, the little the little kid is walking around with the uh, an Apollo was yep. it like eighteen shirt yep. on or whatever. Well two thirty seven, isn't that supposed to be the miles from Earth? They yeah. say yeah, they yeah, said yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I was like, heavy. Oh, this is this is very interesting. We'll get into some of the uh, connections too. There's connections between most of these Stephen King books, which not just the Dark Tower series, which there are eight books of, but some of these other ones, they have characters that, that overlap in there as well. Uh, Creepshow came out in 1982. That was a, a George A. Romero movie. I remember seeing it. It was okay. This was the, first, this was the first horror movie I, I ever saw. Really? Creepshow. Creepshow. Yeah. That's like, almost like a perfect introductory one because yep. it's not that crazy scary, but it's definitely creepy, mm-hmm. and it's definitely, um, you know, it's perfect for its time. Even, right. what, the, the scene with Ted Danson and, and Leslie Nielsen, <laughs> yeah. like, playing opposite each other. And yeah. It's, yeah. Like, what is it's right whole... before Cheers, right before, you know, yeah. right after Airplane. Yeah. So Creepshow was uh, 82. 83 was Cujo, one of the, the most famous ones. This was also a book that came out in 81, so they flipped it around pretty quick. I don't love Cujo. I'm a, I'm a big dog person, as you know. I'm, yeah. I'm very dog friendly. This movie, I don't know, does, doesn't do it for me. Not, I wouldn't put it probably even in my top 50 horror movies. I think it's a bit overrated. I mean, I'll give him this. If you think of crazy dog movie, this is it. Yeah. Right? Like they, so right. They, it's, it's, it's its own thing. Like they didn't copy it from anybody. But I don't know. I didn't think it was great. Uh, it's, it's okay. I mean, yeah. it's good. I mean, and for what it is, um, a little dated now, yeah. I would say. Um, oh, for sure. The yeah. best performance being from the, the kid who went on to play uh, the kid from Who's the Boss? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. He was the kid, you know, like 
struggling to breathe in like the car. Like that's yeah, the scene that stands time. out. That stands out in my head. Oh, yeah. for sure, the scene in the car with yeah. the dog, uh, Cujo trying to get. But in. I just, yeah. I feel like when you think about that movie, it's like, wait a minute, this is an hour and a half of that scene because that's the only thing I remember. That's the, the only. Is the dog scene? scene. You know, yeah, they're yeah, so it. hot. They get and the dogs and kill them. And it's an easy reference for every other movie where there's ever a dog that's either rabid or kind of crazy. They're like, oh, there's Cujo. Yeah, right, like, okay. yeah. Yeah, great. Or like people who like think it's clever to like name their dog Cujo. I'm like, have you ever seen that movie or read that book? Yeah. Like, you probably shouldn't name. Call him something else. Yeah. How about 1983, also the same year, The Dead Zone. Of course, Christopher Walken, and this inspired many Dead Zone films. And this is weird because, again, you're talking about all these great directors that got a hold of this stuff and made them their own. This yeah. is a Cronenberg movie. This is a Brad yeah. Cronenberg film, right? Right. And it is so much Cronenberg that I think of him before I think of exactly. for this one, too. Yeah, for sure. And this was also inspired some good Saturday Night Live stuff with Christopher Walken when he was hosting <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Just like reading people's minds and things like that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, hey, night- you want to hear a really tasteless joke? Yeah, of course. Is how okay? This is pretty dark. <laughs> dark and tasteless. Like what's it. what's the opposite of Christopher Reeves? Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Okay. Get it? I no, I get it. Like walking because he couldn't walk. Yeah, he's dead. That too. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was going to be the pick of the pod. That he's, that he's dead. <laughs> Davey likes to mix in a death. Oh, I pick of the podcast. You got to keep that going yeah, every that time. Was... To be that somebody who somebody died this else week. Died. Yeah. Uh, Davey, what do you got? You got the obituaries <laughs> open for pick of the podcast. Great. Yeah. Christine came out in 1983 as well. The book came out that year, and they made the movie that year. That's the crazy car movie. <laughs> I love. I love Christine. Christine it's it's good, one of my yeah. favorites. It, that's another one though. It's like it's a John Carpenter film, right? I think, and I think because I like Carpenter so much, that then that movie is better than it should be. But what I love is Keith Dave, uh, Keith Gordon, who, yeah. who's from Back to School. No, no, Dad, no, Dad, you don't get it, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, My car's yeah. alive, Dad. You don't get <laughs> yeah, it. Okay, don't get it. it's a you can't be on the dive team, Dad. Yeah, but he's really good. Like he's really yeah. good in Christine. Yeah, yeah, no, he is. He is good. Uh, Children of the Corn comes out the very next year. Uh, Outlander. Outlander. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I remember I from the I don't walk, him walking down the street with uh with um what's her name from Terminator? No, Linda, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Yeah. And he's like grabbing her throat. That's uh, all I remember from that yeah, movie. Yeah, as a person who grew up around a lot of cornfields, like this movie just a little scary. A little scary. A little scary is what's it, going on because it's, it's wildly dated though. There, and there's yeah. been eight sequels so, to it. I looked it up. Eight sequels eight. to this movie. There's a zillion. And from the it, it's just um first I guess it was originally a, a story in Penthouse magazine. Yeah. And then it turned into this. No and it, it's just one of these things that uh, where <laughs> a town taken over by kids. After after like a half an hour, you're just going, wait a minute. Now, hold on. Like, how do they run things here? Because <laughs> I know uh, Malachi. Yeah, Malachi <laughs> kind of is the is the muscle. But yeah. Yeah, he, he is. He's the brains and the muscle behind right. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, it did lead to one of my first uh, fantasy baseball teams was Children of the Corn. Corn spelled with a K because I was a big fan of the band. Big fan of the yeah. I was a big fan ah. of Jonathan Davis's band. Yeah. They've also not held up. Who's what's held up better, the band Corn or the movie Children of the Corn? Oh boy, well, um, that's actually a good question. Well, they actually have this is this is funny. I was just reading a story about how Corn now Fieldy is no longer in Corn. No, I know they've had their misunderstandings. The bass player Robert Trujillo from Metallica, his twelve-year-old son is now the bass player for Corn. Oh my god! And he's like a bass prodigy. <laughs> so now like Corn has like a twelve-year-old bass playing bass. No, I swear to God, like this no, I kid, believe you. This kid can go. All right. Uh, the bass fi- is bigger than him. But. Firestarter came out in 1984. Do you have anything on Firestarter? Um, no. Okay. I, yeah. Young Drew Barrymore, Martin Sheen, and George C. Scott were in this, and I really don't remember it. Yeah, and there's two like back to back, right? There's, you have Cat's Eye. Yeah. Drew Barrymore and James Woods were in. That came out the yep. following year. So Drew Barrymore getting her hands on some of these. You also get Silver Bullet. 
Course, Corey Haim. A, a werewolf joint. Yeah, Corey Haim. Corey Haim, if rest you, in peace. If you yeah. look at any of the, the film... Corey uh, Haim died. I don't know, you know that. <laughs> Dead and buried. Yeah, pick of the pot. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but Silver Bullet is so terrible in the special effects. If you oh, go yeah. on YouTube and watch Man. any of the clips, yep. it just looks terrible. And yeah. uh, who's it? Uh, who's uh, Gary Busey's in this with him, yep. too. Busey, yeah. Busey's in it. Pre-head injury Busey. <laughs> 86, you got Maximum Overdrive. Which I like. Love Maximum Overdrive. I like okay. Maximum Overdrive. Because it's terrible, and ACDC does the soundtrack, exactly. and they're my band. So. So, exactly. So that's good. The Green Goblin head on the front of the yeah. truck. I mean, how badass yeah. is that? Yeah, that's not bad. That was based on the short story, Trucks. Uh, maximum <laughs> Overdrive, given in 1986. <laughs> also in 1986, and this is great. This is where you start to find out that Stephen King, known for horror, obviously, but he's also written some other great books and short stories, mm-hmm. including The Body, which turned into Stand By Me, which is one of the all-time, certainly one of the all-time 80s movies, or one, of, one of the all-time coming-of-age stories, right. and really good. Still stands up. I mean, for 1986, you get uh, River Phoenix, you get Corey Feldman. I'm looking at you. Jerry O'Connell. River Phoenix. Will Wheaton. Also dead. Will Wheaton's dead. Will Wheaton's, Will, we- Will Wheaton's first movie. Yeah, River Phoenix dead. Yeah. He was supposed to be the next big thing. He and he was. Do you think he would have been? Uh, you know, if the movie I really like with River Phoenix in it is uh, Sneakers. Sneakers is really good. And Sneakers he's really good in it. He was supposed to be the guy interviewing Brad Pitt in Interview for the Vampire. And yeah, and didn't he make died. It. So didn't Christian Slater got that role. Yeah, which is and then the beginning of Indiana Jones, of course, in the right. Last Crusade, he was yep. great in. Right, he was good in that. But Stand by Me is, a, is an all timer too. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, like that's just an all time great film. Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, how good was Kiefer Sutherland? Kiefer Sutherland Ace. was great. Yeah. Ace. He was, was great it? in this. Yeah, um, cheap dime store hood. Yeah. Oh, so this is my fat one. This is said you had a fat one, Lachance. This is one of the the connections. I should have mixed these in earlier, but I'll do this now. The so in Stand By Me, I guess the body. Now, I don't know if all of this translates into the movie. I think it does. I, I haven't rewatched them recently. But the boy who is dead that they're going to go find, they're going to go find that body. They say he's from Chamberlain, the town Chamberlain. Because yeah. uh, most of these are all takes place in Maine, right? right Stephen yeah. King, they're all in Maine. But Chamberlain is also the same town that Carrie is from. And I guess uh, Teddy, Corey Feldman's character, yeah. is referenced in Carrie. Carrie was written before the body was. Teddy Duchamp. And so because even though it takes place uh, or it was written after the fact, Stand By Me is a much older movie, right? Whatever the year it's supposed to yes, be. Yes, but like in the 50s or something. And like so they reference Corey Feldman's character in Carrie saying that he owns a gas station. For some reason, they like reference him. Really? But yeah, so Stand By Me and Carrie are- Let me are guess. Together. It's called Two for Flinching. <laughs> <laughs> it, should, it should be. Uh, 1987, you get Creep Show 2. That came out. Okay. That's, that's great. Uh, well- I, you know, you got something. Okay. okay. You know, I like Creep Show too. Okay. Again, because of the story, of the raft, the middle story in that one, is oh. is oh, incredibly yeah. scary and freaky. Yeah. Because if you've ever been out swimming with your buddies in like a lake, right, or anything like that, and you go out in one of these like rafts that is out yes. there, and you got to swim to it and get there, while you're swimming, you just think there's like vines and all sorts of weird shit under here. Like, who the hell knows what's under my feet right now? Good point. And this oil slick ends up devouring them all to the point where <laughs> one of these girls like that is caught trapped with him on the. This is like the geek that's there. Trapped on the thing. And of course, because he's always the last guy and so to go. They, so they both like decide to sleep it off, I guess, and then wake up the next morning hoping that this oil slick is gone. And he <laughs> just starts feeling, basically molesting her on right. the raft until the thing kind of starts attacking her, and he goes for it. Terrible. And by the time he gets to shore, the thing just, I mean, that point when it jumps on him, scared yeah. the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, there's some weird, I don't want to get into this any more than this, but there's some like weird sexual things that go on in these movies that like oh, are, are sure, like yeah. very Stephen Kingian that yeah. just are 
fucking real Just weird. And that, and that one, sta- the well, have you guys read a lot of his stuff? No, I've read uh, enough. <laughs> As enough you know, to be, da- a, enough to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so but yeah, he's got a lot of weird stuff right. in his books. Like I've only read, I read The Stand, I read It, I read a couple other things. But like in It, before they go to face the thing at the end. The girl in the group basically has sex with each one of the guys because right. they figure this is it, and this now we're gonna it. go fight this thing. And even the, like Crazy. the dark like, tail, like the gunslinger, like there's you know, um, Roland, Roland is like yeah. in the bar, like with some like bar whore, like for like, like he's just about? like chilling in this town, and that's yeah. like part of like the whole first book is like part of that is just him just getting on with like this prostitute. It's funny though that you say on Creep Show too, you like the raft because that was actually the only part of it that was written by Stephen King. The right. other parts were written f- just for the movie. And you can tell. And you can tell that's the best part. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Uh, 1987, they go a little bit more sci-fi with The Lawnmower Man. This is a movie, I remember my father really liked Lawnmower well, Man. Well, now, it does not hold up great. Well, is this a, a different Lawnmower Man? So, yeah, so this what they one. did was... Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, you'll get, you're getting there. Well, actually, Mar- Marvel uh, put out a comic version of Lawnmower mm-hmm. Man in 82 in Bizarre Adventures, like the magazine that they did. And um, this was a short film called The Lawnmower Man that was like a college film. Oh, okay. And then the years later, 92, was that Pierce Brosnan thing that, thing oh, that yeah, had, yeah, yeah. had nothing to do. Yeah. yeah, that one had nothing to do with Stephen King to the point where he sued them and said, you got to take my name off this. Got it. Okay. That's yeah. the one my dad liked. Yeah. He liked, yeah. He liked <laughs> the virtual memories. reality thing. Forget the suburban nightmare. With Job. It's the other one. Yeah, it was with Job. With Job. Yeah. You get a return to Salem's Lot in 1987, The Running Man. 1987? And again, that's a Schwarzenegger movie. That's a Schwarzenegger movie. It's not a King movie. That's awesome. Someone would have to tell you that it was a King movie. And Richard Dawson from Family Feud playing like the game show host is like the best part of that movie. That one made one of our 100 Greatest Guy movies, by the way, on the Boston Sports 101 podcast. Absolutely should. Fantastic movie. It absolutely should. But it's so, the tone of that is so not Stephen King that it's, yeah. yeah. That it's almost laughable now, and like you said, it's a Schwarzenegger. Is a Schwarzenegger It's supposed movie? to be now, by the way. The, the time period, some somewhere between 1917 and 1919, I read. Yeah. Now I'm just. I mean, say I'm sorry. This, two, 2017 and 2019. Right, right, right. If you had convicted felons on a show, and yeah, like went watch. through, I would watch that show. You would watch that show, and people are like, "That's so messed up." I'm like, no, I would watch that today with the state of television being what it is. I would think so. You watch that, that show. You, I watch Lockup. Lock exactly. Up. They just don't chase anybody. <laughs> They're just kind of there. You just got to talk about like fish in a barrel yeah. at that point. Pet Cemetery is one of the most well-known Stephen King kind of spin-off into into a movie. Again, I didn't I didn't love it, I'll be honest. I, like it's a bit overrated. I remember honestly, this is the first time seeing a movie and being legitimately scared. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was let's see. I um I was like 9 years old, 8 years old, 9 years old when I saw it and mm-hmm. my brother my brother's actually a bigger horror movie fan than I am and he's a little bit older. And um him just like his idea of horror movies was like, what can I watch that would scare the hell out of my brother? And like, <laughs> yeah, right. This was the one, and it was it wasn't the scene that you think it was the creepy like, Gage, the creepy kid, like that. That was fine. Uh, the whole coming back from the dead, but it was the scene with the wife, and she has that like weird vision of like her sister in bed. Yeah, that's what did it. It was yeah. like the like that sister all like twisted and everything. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was like, and yeah, we're like running like, at the camera. Yeah yeah, 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 that was the thing. That gets that burned into your memory. Yes. Yeah, that's the, the yeah. one. That you know, honestly, if I had to tell somebody, they're like, "You have to give me one Stephen King movie." This one might be it. Would it go really? And, and again, it's because For of the fact King, that all the really King, good yeah. ones yeah. are director or Schwarzenegger or Guess something that, that you can kind of point at that's not this necessarily King. This yeah. one is it seems like soup to nuts King. Yeah, and it's like and it's like one of his more popular books too. Yeah, that makes sense. Nineteen ninety. This is a TV movie, and again, they're gonna they, they're remaking it, and we've already get posted the trailer, and it's coming out later this year. That would be it. Where Pennywise the clown? Now I'm I'm definitely afraid of clowns. Not a clown guy. So right away, this is already a really scary movie for me. Kind of weird. To, like you guys talked about what was some of the stuff in, in the book, but just 
I don't know. It comes across as uh, like the way the kids are and everything. It's just it's like unsettling. I feel like the whole time. I feel like kids and dolls and clowns are like the most like unsettling things in horror movies. Like yes. the tro- like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they are. And and the the TV version of this because they put it into a condensed right. DVD you can watch right now. It's like four hours, but you can watch it. And it is creepy and good for especially for a TV movie at the time. Tim Curry plays the the clown. He's fantastic. John Ritter's in it. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, you know, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, another one. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, one thing I was wondering in the book and in the TV movie, they experience all this as kids, and right. then later as adults, they finally do something about it. In the looks like the the movie in the trailer, they're kids through the whole thing. And is that it looks is like that it. basically trying to play off the Stranger Things crowd that likes to see kids? Probably. It's got one of the kids in it. One of the kids from Stranger Things is in. Yeah. yeah um, Finn Wolfhard or whatever the kid's name is. Yeah, the kid. Uh, the kid that has Nancy's sister, right? That kid. I, I think believe it's, so. Yeah, it's not the kid that was gone. And no, it's not. It's not your boy that you met. Well, you guys, Gaten, are, no. Yeah, 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 you guys are like this. In doing the research for this, I discovered there's an Indian version of this of it <laughs> called Excuse me? called what? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. This is a real thing. You can watch it on YouTube. And, 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 and as soon the, as I get out of here, I'm going to watch that. The clown. And I, 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 yeah, I, tweeted a, I tweeted a picture of it, uh, Uncle Buck W-E-E-I on Twitter, where you can see what? What? And in the video, you can watch the whole the whole thing, but it's an Indian film. And this, this clown. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? He's in like what? an apartment complex pool, like menacing this kid. I don't know. You just go, go check it out. What? W O H. What? W O H. What? And then they got this guy. What do you want from me? <laughs> so also, so it takes place in Derry, Maine, which is a made-up town, which a lot of Stephen King stories take place in. It's also the hometown of Paul Sheldon, who is James Caan oh, yes. in yeah. Misery. Yes. And there's, so there's a reference there as well. Um, Pennywise. There's also he the the character like the clown is referenced in Dreamcatcher, Insomnia, eleven twenty two sixty three, and there's also in I guess this is a spoiler for for the Dark Tower series, but one of Crimson King's servants is Dan T- Dan Dello, and when he's killed, he turns into a clown, and a lot of people believe oh. that that is he's also Pennywise, so he's working it, for him. There. They're reaching there. It's there. a bit of, it's a bit of a, a stretch, admittedly. Uh, 1990, you get Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Which is one of my my guilty pleasure movies. Okay. I love Tales from the Dark Side. Ah. It centers around, it's like one of those like vignette movies, like Creepshow. But the whole thing is like, it's uh, not Joey Lawrence, but Matthew Lawrence is like a kid. And he's reading these stories. And Deborah Harry, Blondie, is like the Mm. woman who's like going to cook him and eat him. Like oh, she's gonna God. like try to put him in the, and he's like distracting her by reading these stories. And the one that Stephen King, the Cat from Hell, yes, it's the old guy. I forget that. Uh, who's the guy? Uncle um, Buck. No, 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 no. No, from uh, a Christmas Vacation. <laughs> oh, uh, Uncle old, Eddie. No, yeah, no, 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 cousin no, Eddie. No, the older guy who burns down the tree. Uh, Uncle Lewis. Uncle Lewis. <laughs> it's Uncle Lewis and Buster Poindexter. And Buster Poindexter. Holy you know, crap! Like, yeah. And he's like, he's like playing this hitman who's like brought to. Uh, Uncle movie. Lewis's house to kill his cat. Like he is like this old rich guy, and he's like, "I'm leaving." And the cat, like the way Buster Poindexter dies That's in this movie, I you got to see it. All right, you I'm gonna watch it. it I will yeah. add it to my queue. Yep. Also, in 1990, you get Graveyard Shift. Anything? Nothing? Uh, That's yeah. Fun. Saw that movie. <laughs> it's about. Uh, by the way, it's about a guy who works in a mill, like a cotton mill. Oh, okay. And uh, on the graveyard shift, at Manchester, the, end. the mill city. Right. Is it? No. Lowell's? That's Lowell. Yeah. That's Lowell. All right. Um. But this but is it's just like a, it's a giant, giant bat. Bat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like terrorizing. It's when we, stupid. When I was looking up these, and we, we kind of talked about this a little bit, the Stephen King movies fall into three categories. Yes, exactly. Supernatural, which is like The Shining, The Dead Zone, yeah, Carrie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maximum Overdrive. 
There's the story of overcoming or surviving real-life horrors like Cujo, a dog with rabies. Sure. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption, you're wrongfully imprisoned. There's a crazy bitch in misery. Right. Things like that. Uh, or outlandish possible realities. Okay. Firestarter girl has pyrokinesis. Like, right. that's an actual thing that people are, have studied to see if people can control fire with their mind. I like it's it. It's ridiculous. It's outlandish, but, but it's possible. Sure. Children of the corn, the kids stick over the count, town. Nah, probably not, but it could technically happen. You need a Malachi. You need Graveyard a Graveyard shift, the giant bat just annoying, <laughs> like these, you know, low wage workers. Yeah. I mean, really. The giant bat. It, like, it doesn't come out of a cave. So Is it's like the, the same? only people who work there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is it the same bat from Nightflyer? Which we'll get to. Don't by you the way. dare. That we'll Don't get you dare put these in the same we'll breath. Get to as Nightflyer. Uh, 1990. Also, you have Misery, which is one of the one of the best, and it's so iconic. It still stands up. Kathy Bates's performance in that is Oscar one of the winning, best. right? That could yes. be the best probably movie movie. And that's what when you yeah, said like this, yeah. if someone said like you need to watch a Stephen King movie, I would say Misery. That one might yeah, that could probably do it. I even though, so even though, yeah, Rob Reiner, but yeah, that one a lot is of because tropes, he's a writer and everything. A right, yeah, right. A lot yeah. of the same stuff, and just it's those two, and what a what powerhouse performances by both. And just her, you know, smashing his ankles like that stands up. That's been done or homaged in so many other movies as yep. well. So yeah, Misery is is a classic. And she's so goddamn good in that. She's amazing. Academy amazing. Award winner. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. the movie that like probably she, she's been probably <laughs> yeah. she's been in so many things, but that's the one that that stands out. Uh, so a couple years later, 1992, you get the Lawnmower Man as we referenced. This is yes. the real Lawnmower Man, although not not really a uh, Stephen King at all. Right. Uh, Sleepwalkers. Oh my god, I have to talk to you about Sleepwalkers. <laughs> Well, that's why you're here, I, and I've seen Sleepwalkers. Yes. I love, I love. It's so bad. Okay, you, have you seen Sleepwalkers? Because I no. love to set. Okay, no. So it's about a mother it's, it's and son. I'm going to pitch it to you. No, let's, let's talk about this. Let's pitch I, it. <laughs> I love, I love this. So, okay, so it's um, a mother and son who are shapeshifters. They're cat people. They turn into like were cats, not like Shape werewolves, shift. but like cats. They okay? choose to shift, shift into were cats, yeah. or they can only shift into were cats. That's it. Okay. Well, right. I think and they're naturally were cats, but they shift into people to get through the day to day, going to the grocery store, the grind. When they sure. get home, they're they cat it up. <laughs> they cat go. it up. Okay. So it's a mother and son, and the mother and, and the son's job is to go and steal life essences from virgins in the town, and that's how he keeps his mother alive. How does he know right? they're virgins? Does he have to assume, or can he smell it? He's a a pretty good-looking guy. He can figure it out. (laughs) Now, he has to, like, (laughs) suck the life force out of the town's virgins and then help his mother with sustenance. So this weird mother-son relationship that King does, too. There's a, uh, what's the the terrible word? Incestual relationship between the two of them where they're having sex with cat people. Not to be be crude. Yeah. But when you say he has to suck the essence out of him, is there a specific place he needs to suck? The mouth. The mouth. Not as fun as you think. Not as fun as you think. There's, like, that whole thing where, like, their mouths are barely touching, and there's, like, a blue light that, like, goes from like one to the other. Oh, now, I, and I'm sure the special effects are great. No, they're, they're phenomenal. I'm sure they're okay, so there, there is of the art. The best death scene in this involves the mother stabbing a town police officer with an ear of corn. Okay. Now wait, yep. no wait. Um, if this didn't sell you, right? <laughs> yeah. What is the, I'm on the o- fence. What is the only thing that you think could hurt the cat people? Garlic. Cats. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> they can't stand cats. They're cat uh, people I'm having a hard who, are, time. who the cats turn. The only thing that can hurt them I'm having a hard time with are cats. With yeah. sleepwalkers. Okay. See it. It's it's I, one I'll, of those like laugh, it, laughably bad. I'll add it to the queue. It's pretty yeah. bad. Uh, Pet Cemetery 2, the sequel to Pet Cemetery. And probably out. the last we've ever heard of Edward Furlong. That's Pet right. Cemetery yeah, Rest in peace. No, he's a, he's alive. <laughs> well, barely. Is but he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you got a Children of the Corn uh, uh, sequel, The Dark Half. This is also a George A. Romero joint. I thought it was not bad. I thought it was fine. Yeah, fine. that was that was a fine one. Now you go back to TV film, The Tommyknockers. 
which I think is more famous in name. I don't even remember much about the Tommy Knockers. I'll be honest. I remember Tammy Knockers. I don't call it Tommy Knockers. <laughs> to, be, to be completely honest, met so her at, uh, this is at the, what do you call it? The, the <laughs> Max Twos. So this is another Rica. one of the one of the <laughs> Alex's on the South Shore. <laughs> this is another one of the uh, the big kind of crossovers in a lot of the movies and books. Is the shop? It's a secret organization. This is, I, I was doing a lot of reading. A lot you of do research. a lot of reading. Yeah. So a, it's in charge of a lot of different things. So this takes control of the aliens in Tommyknockers. It's responsible for the Arrowhead Project in the Mist, and it also um, involves the. It's in Firestarter. Like the, the person that got their yeah. powers was from the shop, and they were also mentioned in the Langoliers. So that just sort of shows you like the umbrella that it's under. But that that jumps out from from Tommyknockers. You also get Needful Things. Yeah, that was kind of a disappointment. It was because I remember I read this book and really liked it. I thought it was like a really clever idea, um, you know, with Satan being like in this town and like giving these people everything they actually wanted, but they'd be like, "They got to do this for me." Like that's kind of a cool idea. It's not a bad short story idea. Like, right? But even the book itself wasn't wasn't bad. Right. But the movie just kind of stunk. And they had Max von Sydow like hard time just kind of getting it to play. Yeah, Ed Harris is in it, who was fine. Yeah, Bonnie and it Bedelia, just didn't but, for yeah. whatever reason. It just didn't. It like didn't turn the corner. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it like was in first gear the whole time. Like, it really? Just yeah, never that's got a good going. way to describe it. Actually, you know, we get uh, the very next year the Shawshank Redemption, which again proves that it's not just horror writing that Stephen King can do. And this is one of the greatest movies of all time. It Agreed. got robbed by uh, Forrest Gump for Best Picture. It didn't it? Didn't win that. But this one stands up. Every everybody loves Shawshank Redemption. I have never met a person who does not like this movie. Yeah, that, that, okay. that, that I'm looking number, at you. It was like, number four on yeah. our on our guy 100 list. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a great movie. It's tremendous, and yeah, I don't. I mean, oh, so one of the connections actually in this. So this is also tied in with all of the uh, other movies. So Andy Dufresne, of course, uh, you know Tim Robbins in this. Some hotshot banker. He's a hotshot <laughs> banker. He apparently knew. The Nazi war criminal Kirk Dussander, uh, played by Ian McClellan, an mm-hmm. apt pupil. Yeah. Oh, right There's on. a relationship between yeah. the two. I guess he gave him stock advice, helped him buy stocks right before he got locked up. And also in the uh, the book and the movie Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, it's sort of like the uh, the spin on like the JFK yeah. stuff. Uh, there's criminals in the town of Derry, and they mention how they're terrified of ending up in Shawshank Prison. So oh, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. The there. best connection I've ever made to the, the my favorite connection to this book though is the fact that right before King wrote this or, or the the thing was written or the the um the main villain in this book uh was a baseball player and this is I can't confirm this. What? The Shawshank villain? Yeah, that he the character's name is Boggs. His name is Boggs, yeah. Uh, and it was because that Stephen King had like a beef with Wade Boggs and or like he didn't like Wade Boggs. I think King references uh, Jerry Truppiano in one of the books as well. Like it might just be him doing play by play, but there's there's a lot of Red Sox tie in, obviously, because yeah. he's he's such a diehard fan. But like he like it was it something happened like right before the movie came out was when Boggs like left the Red Sox or something like went to the Yankees or something like he went to somewhere to like the Yankees. Oh, or, could have been yeah, because right around there he was gone. Right? Yeah. Or did he go to the Rays first? He went the, to no, he went to the Yankees after ninety two. Well, I just did a Boggs show on oh, Boston Sports oh, yeah, yeah. One. Yeah, so the other guy Please make ask. sure you listen to yeah. that. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, he had uh, Bo- yeah, Boggs had finished up in 92, and we were talking about how he, it was four years after the scandal with Margot Adams, and he stayed four more years. Yeah. And then he goes to the Yankees, they win the championship. They already rides the horse. Yeah, the whole so he's thing. there for three years, he wins the championship, then he goes to the race and he tries to sell his cap, his right. Hall of Fame right. cap. Because Shawshank Redemption was out, Scott Cooper was probably playing third base. 
Yeah, the Hammer Shea Hillenbrand. There, there's a weird. Shea was a little, I love Shea. There's obviously a lot of uh, Red Sox connections, and, yes. and Red Sox mentions that with the girl who uh, loved Tom Gordon's one of his yep. short short books. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but he had a terrible book. He wrote with this guy called Faithful after the Red Sox won in 2004. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you, you read that piece yep. of crap? I did yep. not read it. I oh. know exactly what you're talking about, though. It was kind of a um, and again, forgive me for my colorful language, a bit of a jerk off piece. It is ten percent like, well, like the... King, ninety yeah. percent this other guy, yeah. who was such a douche during the fight, the A Rod fight. Yeah. He was in the he, he admits he was in the driveway playing basketball. He gave up on the game. Wasn't even watching the Red Sox. He's supposed to be such a <laughs> yeah. huge Red Sox yeah, fan, he, he but he, he, missed he missed that, that. fight. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. Uh, the Stand comes out the same year as the Shawshank Redemption. You guys fans of The Stand? That kind of screwed me because I was reading The Stand at the time as a kid. Oh, really? And it's like and a teenager, that... right? And I, it, it's a thousand-page book. Yeah. I had read 800 freaking pages, <laughs> and then the miniseries comes out, and I'm like, <gasps> do I just watch the end of yeah. this, or do I read the other 200 pages or 300 pages? And as a 14-year-old, you're like, I'm just going to watch I just watched the watch thing, it. and that yeah. was Well, and uh, Randall Flagg. The villain in the stand is mm-hmm. is one of the main villains in the Dark Tower. Yes, seriously. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah. So that sort of blunts all. Are they that. supposed yeah. to be the same guy? I think so. Yeah. So the whole thing. Did you read the Dark Tower? So no. like the, it's, it's eight it's, books. It's eight books, and it's basically. I'm not going to spoil. I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it. But basically, it it all makes sense in the way. I can't. I can't get it's into like it. It's like an right alternate now. universe, and but stuff it's like, too, right? And so, like, there's some carryover, but it's not necessarily all like real world. No, right? like, and not I don't want. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. like ruin it. I got for you, but like, all right. it makes sense in the end, the, and, and it's the predominant reason why the movie doesn't make sense. But if we ever do a Dark Tower thing, I'll I'll get into it with you. I don't know if we will. The way it's getting smoked right now, we might have to. Though. All right, The Mangler comes out in '95. <laughs> Never saw it. <laughs> I didn't see it either. But the premise is ridiculous. It's a laundry press that that kills people. <laughs> I, uh, that's like again sure. the plausible thing yeah, that could yeah, happen. That I don't know. Could happen. Dolores Claiborne in 1995. Actually, that's a good was this movie Dates too? as far as yes. a movie it itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like the most entertaining thing in the world. The story of like the solid character movie. And, the, yeah. and the plot is yeah. really good. Um, so it's actually one of the better movies, even though it's yeah. not like the it's not really rewatchable. It's not the greatest movie, but it's good. No, Kathy yeah. Bates is really good. In it. So yeah, right. no, I'm, I'm, I know I'm being very anecdotal today, but my mother was a big Stephen King fan. I think she had all these books, and that's where I, I read all of these mm. books. And uh, she made me mention she was like, I was leaving her house today because I was staying with them this weekend, and she's like. Make sure you dem- you mention that Dolores Claiborne is my favorite book and my s- favorite Stephen King movie. Favorite book, really? The Fabulous Judy. Th- this is her favorite out of all of them is Dolores Claiborne. And it, it involves a, a wife killing her husband and throwing him in a well. So I don't yeah. know what that at, says at about- At the total eclipse. It was like she did it at the perfect time. Yeah, I don't know if that says anything about my family when dynamic. I, oh, that's okay. My mother's oh. favorite book is Killing the Husband and we Throwing Him in a Well. We don't need to overanalyze well. it. <laughs> I don't want to get- I just opened my soul to you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a safe place, though, here on the podcast. Yeah. Do you get a couch I can sit on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you also, let's see, the same year you get another Children of the Corn spinoff. And on the, the TV miniseries, The Langoliers, which I remember watching this on TV in 1995 and being like, it was so long. It was like three hours at a time, wasn't it? And it yeah. was like two or three airplane. days. Yes. Yeah, airplane. Yeah. And it was like a big event. I remember like they made filming like a big it. deal. I remember like these stories when they were yeah. filming it. Balky from Perfect Strangers was in it. <laughs> That's what I remember. He was really weird. He was like sweaty on the plane. It was basically they were all on a plane together, like a, a whole full plane. Yep. And then those who were he's asleep. Sweaty on the plane. The one thing he's so sweaty. He's so sweaty. <laughs> he's making his eyes were rolling. And I still vividly remember that as an eleven year old. And he, everybody who was asleep on the plane, they like transformed in like another dimension where like nobody was. But if you were asleep, you were now awake, and everybody else was gone. And yeah. They were like trying to figure out where they were going. Then the Langoliers, they kept. They were like actually like these little like balls of hair with teeth. I think. 
and they would like come through and just eat stuff and like the CGI is terrible in it. I don't even know if it was CGI. Like, I don't even know what that was back then. Stop motion. But it was it was claymation. <laughs> it was like one of those it was enjoyable, but it was It was like Legionnaires Wranglers. It was pretty bad. <laughs> uh you got a Lawnmower Man two sequel. Again, that's not Stephen King. Sometimes they come back again. No idea. There's another one that come back for more. Yeah, that's one thing you notice is, especially in the '90s, they they milked every drop of all literally blood yeah. out of all these Stephen King projects. All they could. Another Children of the Corn. This time was number four. Uh, Thinner in 1996. Thinner, I actually kind of liked. It's not. It's only like an hour and twenty minutes. But it's the the concept's not bad. This it's guy's bad. cursed, and, he, and yeah. now he's getting thin, and yeah. he can't quite figure out how to. And he can eat and eat and eat. I'm like, I wish I had that problem, right? <laughs> Am I right, Come gang? on, Come on. <laughs> oh, raise your hand on right, that. Right, gang? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Uh, now, th- Ryan, here you go. 1997's The Night Flyer. Now, again, I- I- I've said this in a previous podcast. I don't know if this was in- when we were on EEI, if-, if I mentioned this, but... This was, I think, last October or two Octobers ago when we were talking about, like, unknown horror yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was one of the ones that and you brought to the of, table. And one of the... I'll just... Re- just to- one of the games my friends and I used to play growing up is we would go to Blockbuster and try to find the worst horror movie we could find and like sit and watch <laughs> yeah, it. And like it was like entertaining for us. And this is one of those movies that, um, for whatever reason, it just, it was so dumb. But the last scene of that movie was so fucked up that we're like, we're not doing this anymore. Like we, we were like, woohoo, like this is so stupid. Like a vampire flies a plane. Like, why does a vampire have to fly a plane? He flies and then there's a like, plane. there's like dead babies and like blood uh, and like uh, yeah. Miguel Ferrar, rest in peace. Who um, is like the main guy? Yeah, the pod. yeah. <laughs> um, he's like he winds up. There's like a twist at the end where like these all these dead people like coming after him. So he starts swinging an axe, and then it looks like he oh killed all the God. people in the airport. So, <laughs> but there's like dead babies, and like it, it's really fucking weird. I remember just you you sold me when you said that there's a vampire who flies a plane. It's all black. And all it, the windows are blacked out. How does he know where he's going? I don't. I don't get it. And it's like the dumbest looking vampire because he has like two teeth. Like one on top, one on the bottom. Oh yeah, and no, just we've, like, yeah, we've tweeted out the picture a while ago. It's a, yeah. it's a bizarre looking vampire. Yep, and you have two things on the side of your neck, not two on one side, but like you have a hole on either side of your neck, like Frankenstein bolts. Right. Yeah, it's not yeah. like a double. It's not like <laughs> yeah. a, it's not like Dracula bit you. Right. He bites you all the way across like, your neck. Yeah, he like opens up like a snake <laughs> oh and like gets you like on God. either side of the neck. It's yeah, it's terrible. No yeah. wonder you can only get a pyro. <laughs> it's not good. You get another Children of the Corn. This is number five. 1998. <laughs> you get Apt Pupil. So Lo- the, the Nazi one really liked Apt Pupil. Well, Ian e. McClellan's so good. He's so. Was good. it Brad Renfro too? Brad Renfro. Yeah, yeah this is. Right. Saying, uh, I, I keep bringing up dead people. What the fuck? <laughs> the Stephen King. How curse, are all these maybe. people dead? Yeah. Stephen King. Curse. This is a um, uh, not a st- what's the, what's the director's name on this one? Um, oh shoot! Scott Snyder. No, not Scott. Not Snyder. Scott He's Snyder. Batman. He's but Batman. I'm thinking yeah. of the guy who did X Men. The Brian usual Singer. suspects. Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he is. This is a very Singer movie. I really yes. enjoyed it. And it's a yeah. good, good premise. It was. It was It was pretty good. And again, there's a tie-in there with uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, sometimes they come back for more. <laughs> okay. You got The Rage Carry 2. Oh, my God. Is, that movie sucks. Pretty bad. I watched this on TV a while ago. That was not great. Sponsored by Tampax. Another, yep. It was. Another Children of the Corn. I like this. Instead of Children of the Corn 6, it's Children of the Corn 666. <laughs> Isaac's return. That's clever. Uh, the Green Mile. Here you go. Another time where it's uh, Stephen King showing off not just horror movies that he can write. The movie's very long, but pretty good. But good. And you get some really good performances in the, mm-hmm. in the Green Mile. And when these came out as books, they were like serials. They were like little novellas, right? right? And they yes. were like a series of like six or eight of them. Yes. And yeah. I remember like that that was really accessible. Like at that time, I was, you know, a well, teenager and didn't want to read, but I read all those books. And this, it was good. This one, Shawshank and The Mist are all Frank Darabont yeah. directed. And then he started Walking Dead. Yeah, Darabont is, of that, so, is yeah. great. Uh, Hearts in Atlantis. 
in 2001. So we finally get into the 2000s here. All of those were pre 2000s <laughs> that we mentioned. Ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, another Children of the Corn movie, another Mangler movie, another Firestarter movie, Dreamcatcher in 2003. Dump. Not great. <laughs> no, is it not good? No. I'm no. glad because we rented one of these last night and we looked, my wife and I looked at that yeah. one and, and we, fortunately, it was our, probably our second choice. But what did yeah. you, you end up watching? Uh, uh, a Good Marriage, which was pretty good, actually. Oh, all right. Have you guys seen that one? No, I've not. It's uh, it's more like a Hitchcockian type of thing. Oh, okay. So um, it's supposed to be, and we'll get into it, uh, or we'll mention it in chronological when it drops, but the the story was uh, supposed to be based on the Bind uh, killer. The guy BTK. Who was in, yeah, BTK. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it got a lot of flack for that because it was basically inspired on this, and they made an entertaining movie out of this. Um, but it, it's, um, you know, the wife finds out her husband's been killing people, and it's like, what do you do there? What would you literally do if you have a super happy life with happy kids? Are you going to ruin everyone's life by putting this guy in jail? Or you try and manage the situation. So that's oh, wow. because the entire the entire plot of him being the killer, she figures out in the first, like, five minutes of the movie. So the entire rest of the movie, and it's only like an hour and a half, wow. is, is basically what is she going to do? That's kind of fascinating. Yeah, that is interesting. I'll add it to the queue. Uh, 2004, Secret Window, which I don't think it's a great movie, but I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I know Johnny Depp is a bit of a cartoon character, but I thought he was good in and this. And so is John Turturro, too. And Turturro's great in yeah. it. But and he plays a like a other... like this hillbilly yeah. type. But once yeah. again, it's a writer. You don't know what's going on like in his mind or how much he's doing. I thought it was pretty good. Like you could watch this, you know, once a couple times. It was it was fine. Uh, Riding the bullet in two thousand four. The Mangler reborn. Uh, <laughs> Gotham the, Cafe. The laundry press was reborn. Just yeah. <laughs> they're like it's back. Uh, Creep show under three. new management. Someone's running the show. Um, no ticking, no laundry. Now two thousand seven, <laughs> you get fourteen oh eight with uh, John Cusack. And Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel right? L. Jackson. Who's in, I think he's in it for like five minutes. In, that, ho- in that hotel yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It was fine. I thought it was fine. There are no bad John Cusack movies. <laughs> okay. There aren't. The White Buffalo. Yeah. Now, Buffalo. also in that same year, The Mist, which I loved The Mist. That's and great. I went in not knowing. I'm like, is this The Fog? Is it a spinoff of The Fog? Right, like, yeah. What is this? But I watched The Mist. And I'll tell you right now, this might say something about me. Maybe the greatest ending to a movie of all time. I completely concur. I was blown away by the amazing. ending. Amazing. Like, it was one ending of the movie where I literally went, oh, was- I could not believe that I just saw <laughs> I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't what believe I, I loved it. I thought the whole rest of the movie was pretty good, and it's funny. If you're- I hated the, 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 the lady, though, the church, the yeah. lady, the lady, church lady. Gosh, don't, she was you, don't you always hate the church lady in every movie? And who was that? Um, I even hate Dana Carvey's <laughs> church lady. <laughs> who, who was the church? I forget her name. It wasn't uh, – shoot, you'd recognize the actress, though, when you saw it. But uh, you mentioned Frank Darabont, right? Yeah. And, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of Walking Dead actors in this movie right. uh, as well, but it's just so well done. And the ending, I just I explain because I knew my wife wouldn't watch the whole movie, and I just explained to her what happened in the ending, and she was like, "I just got chills." Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "That is insane." I'm like, "I I had no idea that was coming," and I was like, "Yeah, this is." It goes from being a good movie to, in my opinion, a great I, movie just because of the ending. 100. Right. Yeah. That's the mist. Uh, no smoking. 2007. Nothing. So Nothing. Well, yeah, that that's actually uh, another one of these um, Indian movies. But this one's based around uh, that Quitters Inc. story that they talked about in one of the. I think it's Cat's Eye. Oh, okay. And so the whole premise is that the guy's really trying to quit smoking, and he hires a company to basically hurt his family if he will not quit smoking. But the thing that's so stupid oh, is like they literally are following him around and like keeping an eye on him just in case he wants to light up. Like, yeah. the, the whole mm. premise is just kind of weak. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you Do- Dolan's Cadillac. I'm out. Children of the Corn, another one. Another carry. Uh, a Good Marriage. There you go. We'll have to check that one out for sure. Mercy. 
I did not see Mercy. That's 2014. So now we're getting no. more recent. Then Cell came out last year. The Dark Tower is in theaters now. And they are going to, of course, make it later on this year. And apparently there's going to be yet another Children of the Corn sometime this year. So those are all of the Stephen King movies or inspired movies. Which this Children of the Corn Runaway is a sequel to the prequel. Correct. So it's just a remake of the original? I don't know. <laughs> if you're a sequel to the prequel, then now you're the original. Yep. Anyway, top five Stephen King inspired movies. Do you guys have your list? I have my list. Yes. What do you got? Uh, with a bullet, I would say my my is this my favorite or critical? No, let's go my favorite. My favorite? Yeah, my favorite. Uh, Misery. This will be, will be my first one. one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just I from just from a, the standpoint of like the performance. There's only, basically there's two people like in that entire movie. Absolutely, and, and they're um, both great, and they're phenomenal. James Conn and Kathy Bates were phenomenal. So if I and and like you said, if you said if you someone asked you what's the best Stephen King movie to watch right now, like give me one gun to my head. Yeah, you can only one? watch one. Misery. This is the uh, one I would pick. Yeah. Do you have four others you want to rip I off? I do have four others. Okay. Um, Shawshank Redemption, I think is... Yeah, of course. Well, it's not a Stephen King-ish movie. Hey, it's his characters. It's his characters, yeah. but I would say, as far as like the best movie on here, it's clearly Shawshank. Yeah. Clearly. Um, even, I think it's like number two or three on IMDb, right? Of all-time movies. I think it is. I think it's like number two. I think it's, it's like, like Godfather. The Godfather and then Shawshank Redemption. Probably. Dark Knight 4. Remember, we did that last week on yeah, Nolan we movies. We did. So Shawshank 2, what else? Um, let's see. The Shining. Yeah. Is, is, that's a no-brainer. Um, and then if we're doing personal favorites, um, I'm going to say uh, Pet Cemetery, Ooh. which I, I really, yeah. I really yeah. liked. And um, uh, The Night Flyer. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Buck, what do you I got? only said The Night Flyer because no one else is going to say it. And no, it's not on my list. We need to give that's Night Flyer sure. its due. Okay. The the Laundry Press movie just missed my top yep. five as it, as it sequeled it to. I kind of took it like I have one pile of this is Stephen King, you would know it's Stephen King movies, and one that was just great movies that not necessarily considered. I shuffled them together. Yes. Five for me was Carrie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four was The Shining because even though he hates it, it's still so – the story is such a yeah. Stephen King type of story and such a great movie. Christine was three for me because Ooh. it is so much fun and it it, it is quintessentially King. Uh, Pet Cemetery was two, uh, and then Misery was the best movie that is yeah. also a Stephen King. I mean, the, the fact that he's a writer, and it's, and it's just the best movie out of the group. That is good. I, my list is a little bit different, some similarities. I got Carrie, number five. I got Stand By Me, number four. The Mist, all the way up at number three. Shawshank Redemption, two. And The Shining, one. Again, Shawshank Redemption, the best movie out of the group. But I think The Shining is just so incredible and one of the best horror movies, and I know he's written some great ones, but I still associate, I think most people do, Stephen King with horror. Yeah, and in, in the Shawshank especially, it was kind of just out of my top five because I just don't think of it as a King thing. Yeah. It's almost like a pop uh, a trivia question. Un- right? Understandable, was, yeah. completely. Uh, some of the other connections that I saw in uh, Salem's Lot has a character called Father Callahan who also shows up in the Dark Tower. The Crimson King is one of the main villains. He actually appeared in Insomnia. You have... Uh, so Dick Halloran, you know, the guy that, yeah. that gives Danny the ice cream and all that, the guys yeah. that's in The Shining, apparently he served in one of the wars with one of the fathers of one of the kids in It. I think he's actually referenced there. So, like, that character from The Shining and It, there's an overlap. Also, Frank Dodd, he's one of the villains in The Dead Zone. He's also referenced in both Cujo and It. So there's a lot of a lot of overlap there. A lot of overlap there. I actually found it was it was almost impossible to read. Somebody put it together. I think it's more based off of the books than it is the movies. But it's this whole chart 
with all these lines like pointing to like what was referenced in what and like how they all overlap. That would make a cool poster. Yeah. It, it, it was crazy looking. And so that's that's our Stephen King uh, podcast. What do you guys think of that? Anything else on Stephen King? Um, Any final thoughts on Stephen King? I just you know I, I'd like the kids to get out there and read a book. You know read a book, <laughs> whether it's a King a or whether it's a Stephen or King book or something yeah. like that. You want to scare yourself. Oh, also, um, who's, who needs to get his due? You know who's also a very adic- um, able writer. Who's is that? Joe Hill. Um, Lock and Key. Lock and Key. Lock and Key was amazing. Now, his, that was a graphic novel. I know he also writes real books. And this, his, yeah. his first novel is probably one um, Heart Shaped Box is one of m- my favorite. He, he also wrote a story called The Cape. Yep. And it's about a super-powered cape that a kid gets. And uh, my brother is a professional comic book illustrator. Yeah. And his first thing he ever got published was a pinup in the final issue of The Cape. Really? And it, he made the graphic novel as well. So if you get the graphic awesome. novel, my brother's picture is in the Is background. that the one where the kid, he, like, flies around, like, people he doesn't like, he, like, flies them up in the air and just drops them? Yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> like, gets, that's like, so, oh, hey. so, so, the, so there's, yeah, so, like, his girlfriend breaks up with him, and he puts on this old cape he, he knew had superpowers when he was a kid. And instead of, like, the first thing you think is he's just going to go and press her, and she'll be like, oh, like my God. Like, knock on the I, window. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he brings her up, and he gets her to this crazy high height and, and just drops her. Yeah. yeah so he just starts getting vengeance on people. It's crazy. All right, let's find out who died this week. <laughs> Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, guys. Uh, if you would like to go first, and then I will, I will end with picking the podcast. I'll tell you what. Yeah. You know who is going to die this week if you keep giving me that lip? Who's it's that? You. I'm me? in arm's reach of you right now, player. <laughs> yeah, no, we are. We're in the same <laughs> yeah. room. Um, no, my my pick of the podcast this week is actually a movie trailer. Um, I don't know if you know. Uh, uh, Rush has been in the news recently, Richard. It has. Um, <laughs> they they have made their own Avengers esque movie called Guardians. <laughs> called what? Called what? <laughs> no, there's but it's the trailer for this movie has circulated, but they just put out a new one and it looks phenomenal. One, their Hulk is a big man who has a bear head who slings around a full Gatling gun. I, I saw this. It looks fantastic. It looks <laughs> unbelievable. It's, like, and I cannot wait Avengers? to see it. The Ru- called Guardians. It's, it's Guardians. That's the name, well, no, no, no. The name, the name in Russia, in Russian, is like oh, oh, it starts with a, it starts with a Z and it's like all consonants and I can't pronounce it. Yeah, but. Yeah, a okay. Gatling gun toting grizzly bear. So is there a bear. trailer? Or we'll have to tweet that out. Yeah, you got to tweet that out. That it looks spe- amazing. Special effects are Sharknado-esque, but it still but looks hey. badass. All right. Uncle Buck, what do you got? Uh, I actually am going a little uh, off because this is not anything that's specifically happening right now. Perfect. But this is something I've totally been into all summer long. So I got it in my head to do this giant movie theater screen in my backyard with a projector, right? And Great people idea. have done this, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I start doing research. I go online. I go on YouTube. I watch this guy do it. And I'm like, you got to go big. They have these inflatable ones you can do. They're like 100 inches across. No, 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 no. 226 inches across my screen in the backyard. Oh, my God. So I'm just going to tell everyone out there, go online and try and do this project. Uh, there's actually uh, a website, Golden Valley Tools and Tarps, that has a kit you can buy for like 115 bucks. They'll send it to you. It's the huge thing with all the bungees and everything except for the conduit, which you can get for like, I don't know, $3 for every 10 feet over at like Lowe's. You cut yeah. it up. You put the thing together. You strap it down. And just this past weekend, my kids and I were watching the Blu-ray version of the original Star Wars before Lucas started messing with it. Mm. And it, uh, in the backyard, eating popcorn, drinking beer, it's great. That is amazing. Your kids are drinking beer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got 12, 10. You know, they're almost there in a five-year-old. She's not touching it. Um, but it's a, it's a super fun kind of project for you to do, especially yeah. if you have the kids. They'll be the hit of the neighborhood. That is awesome. awesome. That so is check cool. it out. Yeah. Might be something for the McGregor-Mayweather fight. Might do that. We are at, I'm, I'm actually broadcasting it on there. So if you guys want to come out to yes. Bolton, nice. it Absolutely. will be live, big screen. 
Surround sound, you'll love it. That is awesome. amazing. I have two picks of the podcast. One, my wife's restaurant, I was Urban gonna, Hearth. I was pointing Urban at you and like, yep. Yes, Urban Hearth. Go check it out if you're in the Cambridge area. Nice little cafe, eatery. They do dinners three times a week. Very good food. My wife makes most of it, so it is delicious. My other pick of the podcast, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but Ozark is on Netflix. I don't yep. know if you've watched it yet. It's 10 episodes. They're all hour long. Jason Bateman. I watched the first episode. It's sort of in the Breaking Bad mold where you have like a – I don't know if he's middle-aged or not, but let's say like a middle-aged white guy who's got like a regular family. You know, he's got a, he's got his kids and his wife, but instead of making the drugs, in this case, he is he's sort of like a like a cleaner. Like he takes yeah. money and cleans it. And so the first episode is pretty intense, and I'm interested to see where it goes. So again, I don't know if the whole thing is going to be great, but episode one was pretty good. And the other thing too, I totally whiffed on this too. Yeah, um, what came out comes out today, actually uh, yesterday. Um, a wet hot American summer, ten years later. It's on Netflix oh, now. I gotta watch that. Yeah. So, in the first in the movie, they mentioned they have like the scene like, "Oh, let's get together in ten years and see where we all are." And so there's that little scene at the end. Yeah, and they do that. So now they're doing. They did first day of camp, and now they're doing ten years later. It'll be great, and they're and, getting almost everybody back. I think. Except okay, so now Adam Scott is playing Bradley Cooper. Right, Bradley Cooper's not back. And it, this is whole Too thing where time. he where he like had plastic surgery, uh, fixed great. his deviated septum, so okay. he looks completely different That's now, perfect. but everyone else is back. Oh, nice. And I thought the funniest thing about the first day of camp was that, like, they're all, like, 20 years older. Yes. And it's, like, the, it's like a prequel. <laughs> they, and Michael Showalter just looks horrible. That movie Horrible. Yeah, he's, he's bad. Yeah. That movie's nuts. Though. Like, if you have no idea what's going on, you just sit down and watch Wet Hot American Summer. You like, watch what, the whole thing. What is this? It yeah. is great. Uh, next week on Hashtag Dork, a very special episode, Boston Comic-Con. Uncle Buck, we will be there. I know you're going to be there. I'll be there Saturday, yeah. We're going, oh, shoot, we're going Sunday. But that's all right. We'll have both <laughs> days covered. <Yeah. laughs> this was obviously coordinated well. <laughs> yeah, but so we're looking forward to our, our Boston Comic-Con episode. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, Uncle Buck, where can the people find you and your podcast? We are uh, Boston Sports 101 uh, here at the WEEI Podcast Radio Network uh, <laughs> Tower. Uh, and on Twitter, it's Uncle Buck WEEI. So you remember when we had to force everybody to listen to our podcast on the general WEEI podcast folder? Yep. That's where you can find Boston Th- Sports That's the hell we're living in right <laughs> now. Yeah. And you know how upset I was for so long. It's still worth uh, being subscribed to that because you can get the Boston Sports one-on-one stuff. Uh, Davey, where can the folks follow just you? Uh, any, any social media, R-V-O-N-D, Mr. R-Von-D on yes. anything. So if you if you just type that in the search bar, you're Bound to you're find gonna, you're gonna find red, it. Red tube, yeah. Red tube. <laughs> of course, we are on iTunes. You can leave us a uh, a rating. You can uh, subscribe. You can leave us a comment. All that stuff helps the podcast. We are on Twitter at Dork Podcast. You can email us dorkpodcast at gmail The YouTube channel where we're doing Game of Thrones recaps and other nonsense. Uh, YouTube.com slash Dork Podcast. You can buy a T-shirt for Christ's sake. Buy, buy a T-shirt. Goddamn t-shirt. Do yourself a favor. Buy a T-shirt. We also occasionally Snapchat. I haven't really figured it out yeah, just yet. It out yet. Uh, whatever, but we we're talk on. like this. The, the whole point. <laughs> talk whole, like this. Yeah, we're I, on there. Get get in there. Spread I was, it on. I remember when we we set up the Snapchat. We were together at Comic Con. Comic Con. And I had to like walk you through like yeah, what this actually me. was. It's not for me. But uh, all right, thanks for listening to this episode of Hashtag Dork. We will talk to you next week.